What is up, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two senses on all things PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf. I'm joined here with the one, the only, the dog hat one, Stephen Morrow. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing all right. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> you can catch the show live. In the mo- we are the most consistent, inconsistent show out there. You can catch us either on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Somewhere between 9 and 9.30, maybe a little latish. Just let us know. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can also catch us upload the audio file later on Spotify, Apple Podcast. If you want to catch the video file later, that'll also be on YouTube. I'm just going to see. We got a lot. A lot to cover. But first things first. We need to talk. We need to cover what's covering your head. What's, it's, it's just a little dog hat. Why? It was a special request from who, and why did um, they request it? It was how a did they know request to request from an individual? Did they, they know just, you had this thing? They they put it on my head and they wanted me to wear it during the show. I like. It. I think it's fine. It's warm. I've been a little chilly because it, it's been warm lately, and then today it, it's been a little bit colder. Yeah, because there's fucking tsunami outside every other hour. Yeah, so now it's actually it's crazy. Nice. It's regulating my body temperature. Regulating your body temperature. Yeah, it's good. It's got Velcro. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You look like you need to be committed. (laughs) I'm actually recording from the mental hospital. (laughs) How white that room is. I I can believe it. (laughs) God damn it. Oh, gosh. Stephen, we missed last week. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. It, 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 honestly, so, like, we were just talking about what to cover. And as I'm going through, like, a log of things, not only are we talking about the stuff that happened last week before, a lot of other stuff, smaller stuff, happened throughout this week. You're not going to have ba- banners for it all. I'll try to blaze through as much as I can as a decipher what we're talking about. Well, honestly, like, most of the big stuff happened, like, just this past week. So, like, we wouldn't have even been able to talk about this on the last episode anyways. No, we wouldn't have. But I mean, like, even for this episode, like, there's quite a bit. There is quite a bit. Do I need to make more banners? Uh, you know, I don't think you'll have time for the banners, in all honesty, because there's a lot. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, yeah. if you want to rapid fire it, we can rapid fire it. Well, all right. Let's let's rapid fire it. Let's try to go through as quickly as I can as I'm still, like, trying to go through things. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. We'll, we'll just go Jesus through. Jesus Christ coming to PlayStation 5. <laughs> There we go. Um, the Prey Station. The Prey the pre- Station. <laughs> Wasn't that um, in that Simpsons game on PS3? Oh, Jesus. Um, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't play it. I have no idea. All right. First things first. For the first time in eight years, Xbox outsold PlayStation in Japan last week. The Xbox Series X, X or the Xbox Series S topped PS5 weekly sales, marking the Xbox Triumph since 2014. This comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, let's see. Xbox Series S on its own, not including the X, sold 6,120 6, units, whereas the PS5 and PS5 Digital Edition sold a combined 2,693 units. Um, not surprising, right? Didn't we talk uh, about this last time? We talked about how we're going to start seeing more xbox sales beating playstation unit sales just due to the Mm -hmm. fact that the xbox especially the series s 
it's just been more readily available. Um, okay. But this is the first time in Japan. Last time, I think the numbers were one. Oh, on okay. The okay, side. okay. This is in Japan. These numbers are strictly Japan. So that's hasn't happened in more than seven years. So eight years, yeah, eight years is the last time this happened, and it's crazy to think. Um, but I mean, it's not crazy to think about. I was in Target just yesterday, and I saw ten different Xbox Series S consoles. No PS4s, no PS5s, no Xbox Series Xs, and one Switch OLED and a handful of Switch lights. So not crazy to think about. It's just become more available. The console takes less to manufacture, um, just due to. It's basically just a souped-up Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the architecture that goes into it is not as in depth. I mean, it's missing a whole, an entire disk drive, um, and it's only three hundred bucks. So not surprising. It's going to be as available. This is a big deal, though, that it happened in Japan. Yes, that is Microsoft a big deal. Microsoft is traditionally pretty lacking with Japanese support. Um, and we remember even in like the 360 era, they were really trying to get those JRPGs mm -hmm. uh, with, what was it, like Blue Dragon or whatever it was called? Yeah, Blue Dragon, Tales of Vesperia, um, oh geez, Last Remnant. There was a lot. Yeah, they were like really trying, mm -hmm. um, and they still like never really gained much of an audience in Japan. So yeah, the fact those games weren't even bad. Selling. They were just, they just didn't sell. Yeah, I mean, they... They were they did okay, I guess, in the U.S., but uh, the the support wasn't even there really for Xbox fans to support those kinds of games at the time. Mm -hmm. um, now I feel like everybody's clamoring for everything. But, right, everyone needs a little bit of everything on the console, otherwise. But next bit on the rapid fire: uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has released the latest official PlayStation Five console bundle, which comes with a digital copy of Horizon Forbidden West. This is the first official bundle to come from PlayStation. It's not like one of those pack-in deals you get when you go to Best Buy or GameStop or Target, where you get a game, a controller, the system, and a headset and a gift card discounted by like 20 bucks. This is the first pack-in deal. Um, this so far is only being shown off in Europe. Um, it looks like in, in euros, it's about 500 euros, roughly 20, saving roughly 20 bucks. So this is probably expected to be around 550 bucks, saving off $20 in the US if it makes its way over here. Um, also, shout out to Horizon Forbidden West. Now that I have finally decided to not just play it when I'm streaming, I'm actually playing the game now. And it's really, really freaking good. It's really good. Like just today I got to a new area and it's beautiful. I won't spoil it, but it, it was a grand reveal and it was gorgeous. Oh my God, really good game. Shout out Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, next thing up is Last of Us PS5 remake is reportedly likely to be released in 2022. A lot of this, if not all of it's coming from Video Games Chronicle because they were the first one I pulled up. And as I was scrolling to make sure I had everything, I was like, holy shit, they have a lot. Um, so a prominent journalist has backed up previous reports that the Last of Us remake for PS5 will be released in 2022. This came from Games Beat reporter Jeff Grubb. Uh, and he's in the late episode Good old of Grub. Gamecast. Yeah, and I mean, he's been, you know, pretty spot on. He was the one that gave us the pricing structure and the title listings for the new PlayStation Plus, which we'll go into further. And his, I think the only thing he was wrong on with that was the pricing tier. Uh, he was leaning to a more expensive route, and it ended up being a bit more cheaper than we were expecting. So, Which is good. That's a good that, problem to have. Yeah, that's a good problem to have if you're wrong there. Next up is Final Fantasy VII News will be shared next month. Remake Director Reveals. 
Square Enix recently suggested it would release new games this year with FIFA, with Final Fantasy 16 trailer also coming soon. Um, the game makes its announcement because it is the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy 7 next month. This is coming from Tetsuya Nomura. So, you know, very prominent Final Fantasy director, also Kingdom Hearts. Um, it's possible June's announcements will include reveal of Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, since Square has previously indicated that I would like to share details on the sequel during the, this anniversary year. Um, so it's also um, not only a milestone year for Final Fantasy VII, but the series itself. Um, as you guys, I believe it's the 35th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII as a franchise this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got a lot of big Final Fantasy VII news. Um, so there's that. Um, da, 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 da. there's a bunch of shit. There's a bunch of shit. Like I, I was like, realize. yeah, I'm like, I. And the thing is, I I saw a lot of this, but I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. But as I'm getting more depth, I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> like it just goes and goes and goes. Um, and then even then, I still haven't found the thing I was looking for. <laughs> there we go. And then Stephen, for you, this okay. is the last bit of the last bit of the the stuff I'm gonna go with. Because everything else, I think, is pretty more multi-platform general news thing. Um, this is for you. Dead Space Remake's release date confirmed for January. Um, this is from... So the sci-fi horror game will release on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC on January 27th of 2023. Um... There's a new uh, creating immersive environments video out there for a deep dive for those. They've been doing a lot. They've been like showing the entire development of this game, mm -hmm. which is interesting because usually, traditionally, you don't hear you don't even hear about a game until it's pretty far along. Yeah, but they announced this very early with like some concept art, and then like a few months after that, they had like a prototype. It's kind of interesting the way that they're revealing this one slowly. Yeah, slowly, but like at the same time, very transparently. Yeah, it's nice, actually. It's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice to know, like, okay, so that way, if there is any hiccups or like there's something a fan sees, it can be addressed almost on the spot, in a sense. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited for this. The, the original Dead Space was my second platinum trophy, and to this day, it's still one of my most impressive ones. Because <laughs> that one was. Uh, very frustratingly difficult. And I, I remember that. <laughs> All right. Um, that's everything. That's everything. Okay. That is everything. Where do you want to start then, sir, for the stuff you have um, banners for? Well, I've got, I've got some stuff that I think is exciting. So I'll just go ahead and do those, and then I'll let you um, do one after that. But I've got two little things uh, that... I'm excited about. Okay, so Death Stranding 2 officially confirmed by Norman Reedus. Uh, now, in the I past, love how you say officially confirmed by Norman Reedus, and then you put a question mark in the banner, like it's still questionable. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> because it's only Norman Reedus saying this. Oh, I've got some news so, for you, sir. What? No, I'll let you finish, and I'll come in with the I'll come in with the with the big bat swing. Okay, the home run right. hitter. Okay, all right. Um, so I think it was about a year ago, Norman Reedus was in an interview and he, uh, accidentally let it slip that Death Stranding 2 was in the pre-production phases, like they were conceptualizing and things like that. Um, but in a recent interview, 
he has said, oh, well, now it's actually currently in development. So it has moved on from the conceptual stage to actually in development, and they're working on motion capture and things like that. So that's cool. That's exciting. I didn't think Death Stranding performed that well um, sales-wise to justify that, but um, it was a critical darling, at least. Even if it was a little bit divisive, um, the people who loved it really loved it. Uh, so I'm excited for this because... I like what Death Stranding did that was unique, that hasn't really been been seen in the game before, and I'm excited to see that kind of broadened in a sequel. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm curious, what was the thing that you were going to say? So, Stephen, today at 12.38 p.m., posted by Andy Robinson of VGC, Hideo Kojima seemingly responds to Death Stranding 2 report with cryptic tweet. On Friday, actor Norman Reedus, the star of the original Death Stranding game, claimed that he just started the second one when discussing the Kojima Productions game with digital publication Leo Edit. Officially, Kojima Productions has not said what its next video game project will be. Now, Kojima has potentially acknowledged the report with a quick tweet posted on Saturday. The post contains several images of Kojima and Reedus together, including one in which the game designer is pretending to stage a mock execution of the actor. Quote, Go to your private room, my friend, quote, Kojima wrote, referencing the private room players were able to visit in the Death Stranding game. Sony published Death Stranding, and it's going to that, all that good stuff. So, Kojima, being cheeky, and there's like quite, there's Lydia photo. I wish I could share screens on these videos. We need to figure out if we can do that or not. That'd be cool. Um, this, there might be a way, and I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later. Um, but it's very much a, a photo of... Like very, uh, what's his name, Negan esque. Kojima's has Lucille, the baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire, standing above Norman Reedus, who was on his knees with his hands like this, like "Oh no!" About to get his head bashed in. So it's like as if he's leaking, th saying things that Kojima's like, "Don't say shit yet," kind of deal. So, okay. well, he also said the fact that he said, "Like go to your private room." Oh yeah, like is interesting. Well, because there's like a lot of Easter eggs in the private room in Death Stranding. Uh, there's a reference to PT, for example, and like references to different um, films. I'm curious, does this mean that there could be information regarding Death Stranding 2 in the private room? I wouldn't be, be surprised. Like a message to people as well as not just to Norman Reedus? That's kind of uh, interesting. I wouldn't be surprised knowing Kojima. Um, on one hand, on one hand, like it's very tongue-in-cheek for him, you know, to do things of that nature. On the other hand, I think it could just be like he's Everyone always has this habit of looking into everything he says. Everything he says is always a cryptic thing when sometimes it's like, no, I very much just like, he could say, I'm eating pizza today and tweet it. And people would be like, Kojima making a Pac-Man game? Metal Gear Solid <laughs> remake with Pac-Man as main character. There it is. And it's like, I no, the man is just eating pizza. But Snake has been in a game with Pac-Man before. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Smash Bros. Yep. Uh, speaking of game sequels, leaks, and Kojima shenanigans, um, a new Silent Hill game has leaked. Uh, so images were um, popping up online that were quickly struck down by a copyright claim from Konami themselves. And these images have Silent Hill written all over them, basically. Um, they show like spooky imagery. There appears to be a female protagonist. Uh, she had like different like not hate speech, but like internal negative thoughts like etched on her skin. 
um, things like that. And some of the wording and phrasing is leading people to believe that this game is going to be taking place in London or in the mm -hmm. UK specifically, um, just because they have certain phrases that are uh, specific to, to there. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I wouldn't think anything of it, but they were removed and hit with a copyright claim from Konami. So that basically confirms that this is something. And I've, I actually have more to add on that too, Steven. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, like I said, there was a lot of shit. Um, this also came, comes from Andy Robinson over at VGC. Konami's Silent Hill plans could include a remake, full sequel, and episodic stories. Bloober Team is one developers understood to be working on the revival of the horror franchise. Last week, a collection of leaked concept images appeared to confirm that a new Silent Hill is, new Silent Hill is or was in development. This followed a VGC story from last February in which we reported that Konami was planning to revive the long-dormant horror game series. Now details are emerging that, on what some of those projects could look like. As first mentioned by influencer Nate the Hate and journalist Jeff Grubb, one of the in-development titles, in titles could be a remake of fan-favorite 2001 installment Silent Hill 2. The ma this matches what VGC had heard from its own sources. It's claimed that the remake will be will feature reworked AI, animations, puzzles, and several new endings, and potentially release as a timed exclusive on PlayStation consoles. The Medium Studio, Bloober, has also been linked to the Silent Hill franchise constantly over the past 18 months. Last year, the Polish developer announced a strategic cooperative agreement with Konami, months after Bloober CEO claimed it was working on an existing horror IP from a very famous gaming publisher. Silent Hill's composer Akira Yamaoka even worked on Bloober's 2021 title, The Medium, and teased his next game project by saying that it was the one you've been hoping to hear about. Very interesting. I like the idea of an episodic, like, smaller bite-sized stories within the Silent Hill universe, personally. Yeah, I think episodic gameplay storytelling works really well for horror games. Uh, so games like, I think Resident Evil tried it with Resident Evil Revelations 2. I don't think it took off. I think in concept it made sense. It did not deliver, but I think it could have done very well um, with just the right writing. Um, so I think Silent Hill, same instance, I think it could fare in a very similar way. It could be, if written very well, could be a huge, huge you know landmark for the franchise. But it also has a lot of potential to just kind of flop in that aspect because it is new territory for it. Um, a Silent Hill 2 remake would be I'm huge. very excited about that. That would be massive, I think, I on the same level as Resident Evil 2 remake, um, I honestly, if not close. I would argue that Silent Hill 2 is maybe the most important horror game ever made. And the reason why I say that is it was insanely innovative and influential. Um, it... it it did things, it, it basically took Silent Hill to the next level, but it also took the horror genre to the next level um, in games. And it did things that, uh, I played it um, in the HD collection on PS3 for the mm -hmm. first time. Um, so uh, this was like years after it had originally released. Um, and I was still late to the game even then, because uh, the HD collection had been out for a couple years, I think, by the time I got around to it. And when I played it, I was blown away. Like it did things that I, had never seen in a game before it was genuinely terrifying but it wasn't like in your face with like jump scares and stuff like that um I, I'll, I'll never forget like one of the the most brilliant sequences 
um, the game literally, there's like an elevator that has a weight limit and you literally have to take everything out of your inventory and put it on this like little tray thing before you're allowed to go down this elevator into a place where there is no light. You're in complete pitch black darkness. You don't have your flashlight because you had to remove it from your inventory. And it, it was terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. It was insane. Um, but anyways, I think Silent Hill 2 is um, hmm, the, the creme de la creme of Would you say it's games. the peach fuzz of Pepsi Nitro? It, uh, it, hold on. We need to patent that first before we <laughs> reveal our secrets. <laughs> We're going to be millionaires, though. But just you guys wait. Nitro. You have no idea what you're in for. Uh, nitro. A peach fuzz nitro flavor has been leaked on Dual Senses podcast. <laughs> Fuck off, all of you. You rooters, you rumor specialists. Never heard of it. Peach what? <laughs> peach cram? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, speaking of speaking nonsense, um, Jim Ryan has been spewing some stupidity again. Do you want to go into details about that? Yes. So as I'm sure our listeners have heard or may not have heard, there's the controversy uh, surrounding the Supreme Court with the issue of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Um, companies across the world are issuing their statements and claims. Um, companies like Amazon and Citibank are already stating like, hey, if you're looking to get an abortion or you need an abortion, we will pay for your trip to go whatever state makes it legal for you. To take care of their employees. Jim Ryan, on the other hand, decided to talk about dogs. Um, so this comes from VGC uh, via, this is transcribed by Jordan Miller, but coming from Jason Schreier. Uh, according to Bloomberg, the executive staff, executive urged staff to respect differences of opinion on the topic, on the top topic. topic. It's claimed that this was followed by a five detailed paragraphs about his two cats' birthdays. This email, allegedly seen by Bloomberg, reported addresses reportedly addresses a recent leak of a draft of the U.S. Supreme Court opinion, which suggested that it intended to overturn Roe versus Wade, which legalized abortion in the United States. Ryan reportedly went on to say that the company is multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view. He wrote that we owe it to each other and to PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities. He continued, respect does not equal agreement. It is fundamental to, to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand. Um, according to an internal conversation, also allegedly seen by Bloomberg, several employees at PlayStation have expressed dissatisfaction and upset at the tone of the email. According to this report, some felt their rights were disrespected or trivialized by the email's tone. This goes into detail about the leak with Roe v. Wade. Yeah, so hold on. I want to hear about his pets. What? <laughs> so essentially, he just goes into detail, like in this email addressing it. He's very much saying, like, "Hey, respect to the differences. Some people may agree. Some people might agree. This or the other." And that's like one tiny little bit of the email. Whereas the rest of it is very much him talking about his fucking cats. Like that is the email. Uh, like it's it's so tone deaf. Like it's. I think if he had just Jim left it, fucking Ryan like, strikes again. If he had just left that one paragraph alone, <laughs> I think he would have been fine because he's not saying anything wrong. He's just saying, essentially, he's fence setting. He's saying that PlayStation is fence setting on it, like, hey, 
We're not going to take a, we're not saying one thing. We're not saying the other yeah. people have their opinions. Go with it. Understandably. So they're <laughs> a very Japanese based company. I don't know how much he can necessarily say about what's uh, them as a company as to what's happening in a, in the U S right. I understand it's he's taking a stance inherently by not taking a stance essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of just leaving it at that, he talked about his cats and then like the, the PlayStation representatives have said, it trivializes a very real issue for their workers, particularly those who work in the U S and are women capable of getting pregnant. I just, can't. it's like, why the fuck would you, it is so totally unrelated <laughs> and the level of importance are on a totally different scale. Why the fuck? Would you send out a company-wide uh, email <laughs> talking about your fucking cats? Guys, guys. Like, guys, even in a provisional setting. Like, that, like why? differences in opinion. But, but hold up. My cat's birthday is coming up. Like, what the fuck? This is... <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, like, and then, it's, <laughs> again, it says, like... At first, I was like, well, that's kind of fucked, PlayStation, that you're not saying anything. But then I thought a little more. I'm like, there are very Japanese-based company, and they have headquarters all over the place, and Jim Ryan's from the UK. How much are they concerned about putting out a very touchy political subject on one country out of the many that they're not even necessarily housed out of? Like, do they want to say something and potentially take a side on that when it's like, we're not in the US? Are they that kind of company? Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I get why they're not saying anything. It's kind of fucked that they're not, in my opinion. Like, if City and, like, fucking Jeff Bezos over at Amazon can make a decision, I don't see why PlayStation can't say something, right? Um, so, like, that's one hand. But, again, on the other hand, it's like, why the fuck? <laughs> like, what in your right mind makes you think, how do I cushion the blow of this conversation by me fence-setting? My cats. Everyone likes cats. Cats. Print it, book it, done. Were there uh, pictures attached in the email by any chance? From what I understand from my many resources, there were no pictures of said cats. Have his cats ever needed an abortion? I cannot confirm or deny. We really need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, so, like, even if we, if we remove the cats, um, I can understand people being a little upset um, with the tone of the email, even without the cats, uh, mm-hmm. just because... Um, Oftentimes people look to leadership uh, to sort of set the tone and to make those kinds of statements so that they know where they stand as a company. That's very Mm -hmm. important to people uh, because a lot of people identify so much with these companies that they work for and with these brands. Um, They want to know the brand they work for represents them. Yeah. Um, So I can understand that. I also think that it it does get kind of... um, grading i guess this idea of um like it seems very disingenuous to me when a company is like oh we support this thing uh because like even if overall they do support the thing i i don't like that support being turned into like a marketing like a like, brand it, like they're pandering kind of to it to keep make sure they yeah. don't lose business yeah i yeah. hate that like that's why uh like that's why I despise Pride Month, uh, because as a gay, <laughs> as one okay. of the gays, um, 
it's so annoying because every every fucking business is like, oh, here's our logo in rainbow. And here's our rainbow themed product that you should spend money on. Uh, we support gay people. And then once June is over, all that goes away. And they're still, you know, a lot of them are still engaging in questionable activities. A lot of them are still doing business with countries that, you know, murder gay people. Uh, so it's, it's, it's just, it doesn't really come across as genuine. I don't like it. Um, so I, with that being said, I can sympathize with the idea um, that might be behind Jim Ryan's email, where it's his idea of, hey, let's respect differences in opinion. Um, you know, they make entertainment. Uh, and the entertainment can talk about these kinds of issues and we can, uh, we can have these deeper conversations in the stories that we make, but we should always respect one another. Um, and, you know, I, I like that. I, I like, I actually kind of respect that. But for him to come in and be like, but also my cats. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Jim Ryan. God damn it. He is, I feel like, like the, we've talked about it repeatedly on the show where he is like our least favorite person. Like he's our least favorite, our least favorite face of PlayStation. And, the, and following those are like Haz Harai, Shuhei Yoshida, Jack Trenton, and Sean Layden. He is... All of them were amazing, iconic individuals. Yeah, and he is just an anus. Yeah, he's like, definitely I have, that one uncle at Thanksgiving. That you just want to avoid and don't want to talk to, and he's very creepy with the children. You just don't want... <laughs> like, you just don't want him there. <laughs> So, oh my god, <laughs> it's just bad, hey, little girl. Have you seen my cats? But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? And like, so he he's just so tone deaf, like with what he's doing. In almost every every time, there's something that happens. Every fucking time, he is everything on a major scale. He's just like says this thing. It's like you just invalidated everything you said beforehand. Yeah, because of the one fucking comment you decided to take and go on a fucking wild ride with. It's especially this, annoying because, like, you can tell that he doesn't engage in these things that he's trying to talk about. Like, you mm -hmm. can tell he doesn't play video games. Like, you just know. You yeah. just know that he doesn't play games, at least not at all to the extent of somebody like, you know, Shuhei Yoshida. He plays games all the time. He plays, he owns every console. He loves it. Um, but, like, with Jim Ryan, it, it's almost like you can't, He's just in business mode all the time, and that's frustrating. But also, like you can tell that he doesn't uh, genuinely engage in, you know, this this political or social discourse when it comes to, um, you know, uh, women's healthcare rights and things like that, um, bodily autonomy. Like he probably has hasn't had these kinds of deep conversations, um, and you can tell that just with the way that he's saying. Like, he's a fucking robot, and when they come up, he powers off. Like, he's like, oh, I have an update. I got a process. Yeah. Come he's back just like, oh, cats. It's like... He probably lives in a house where there's just a mattress and a bunch of cats. Uh, he doesn't even own a PlayStation. Um, he's actually the scratching post for the cats. Yeah, and he has a closet full of suits. And See, he just, I'm going to stop identical. you there. He just puts the suit on, and then he goes to work. I'm going to stop you there, because I, I am of the impression... PlayStation stopped doing in-person presentations because Jim Ryan, one, is the most unkept of all of those press leaders. When you see them, they look prim and proper. They're ready to fucking go. They're ready to talk business. 
Jim looks like he just rolled out of fucking bed, put on the button down shirt, left on the floor <laughs> unwrinkled. And, so like, they, <laughs> and they only film him from the waist down because he can't find his pants yet. So they're like, we have to go video only. We'll just do a bunch of voiceless presentations because he may have a Windows update in the middle of his processing while talking. PlayStation fix your shit. Jim needs Jim to go. Ryan. Jim Ryan fix your shit. No, PlayStation, they just need to find someone that can be the speak the like the mouthpiece for Jim. They need Kevin Butler back is what they need. Yeah, if there was ever a time they needed someone like Kevin Butler, it is now with Jim fucking Ryan. Like, for sure. Like, God. He needs to be beaten with a stick. With a stick. Stick. So anyways, let's get on to some like happier news. Um, I actually, I didn't know about this. Um, well, so there were rumors and like a potential leak, but I didn't know for sure until you sent me a tweet from Ben Studio that confirmed that PlayStation 1 Classics are getting trophy support. Oh, well, hold on. Before we get into that, so I want to uh -oh. follow up with the next thing. It, we, you sent this to me and I saw it beforehand as well. Um, oh, what was it? It was oh, the PlayStation the well, Insomniac the, thing. Yes. So okay, this, sorry. You want to go or you want me to do it? Uh, you do it. I just totally forgot about that. No, you're good. So Sony Interactive Entertainment is reportedly planning to donate an abortion fund uh, following criticism from employees over a stance of reproductive rights. Uh, so it goes over the Jim Ryan issue. Uh, da, 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 da. The message, which reportedly went on to include five detailed paragraphs about Ryan's cat's birthdays. Um, blah, 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 blah. angered many PlayStation employees, including staff at Spider-Man Studio and Insomniac Games, which plans to donate $50,000 to Women's Reproductive Rights uh, Assistance Project. Uh, that's according to an internal email sent by Insomniac CEO Ted Price and viewed by the Washington Post. The report, uh, which reports that Sony will match the donation as well as individual donations made by the company's employees through the company's PlayStation Care program. Uh, Price said Insomniac sent a near 60-page document to PlayStation Studios boss, Herman Holst, in which numerous members of staff called on the company to do better by employees who are directly affected, like those Insomniac Studios. Um, so let's see here. C SIE is, reportedly, is now reportedly planning to work with Insomniac to create a scheme providing financial aid to employees who have to travel outside of their home states to receive reproductive care. However, Price said PlayStation will allow any of its studios to publicly comment on reproductive rights. He said there could be a there could be there would be material repercussions for us as a wholly owned subsidiary should Insomniac choose to go against Sony's wishes. Doing so would all, could also hurt its chances of changing SIE's approach, which would likely result in the studio being severely restricted from doing important public-facing work in the future. Price said SIE will not approve any statements from any studio on the topic of reproductive rights. We fought hard for this, and we did not win. He added, as our freedom of speech goes, we while we do have a lot of autonomy that often gets taken for granted, there are times we need to acknowledge we're part of a larger organization. For the most part, our ability to tweet has been unfettered. However, there are rare times when in opposition, like this week, and SIE will have the final say. So this is another weird thing, like where it's like, I'm glad that this is happening. I'm glad that they, they have the fund. I'm glad that they're providing services for women who need them, um, who are employed at um, yeah, at Sony. Um, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds, again, when it comes to their, their messaging with this. Like, 
on one hand, I don't like censorship at all. Um, like, even if Insomniac wanted to come out and say women should not get an abortion ever, um, I think that it's with, like, they should be able to do that. Um, but, <laughs> obviously I disagree uh, with that. <laughs> Um, but also, I do kind of like the idea of not publicly saying these things. Like, I like the idea of them providing these services for women and not making it a big marketing spiel, not blasting it online and being like, look, we support women. This is what we're doing. They're just taking action. They're just like, okay, yeah. this is what's going on. Here's what we can do. Do it. We don't need a marketing ploy to say we're, we're all over the place. We don't need to sell that in order to drive business. We just need to take care of people. And that's kind of nice. Like I, maybe I'm wrong with this, but I consider PlayStation to be a relatively progressive company. Uh, and it, not just with um, the way that they conduct business, but also with some of the messaging in a lot of their games. Um, they have handled a lot of, I, I would consider progressive things, especially in their larger budget, um, massive games, like Naughty Dog specifically has tackled a lot of heavy things um, mm -hmm. that deal with a lot of social rights issues and things like that. Um, I mean, playing Horizon, um, I'm gesturing to my PlayStation 5 that you can't see, but um, playing Horizon Forbidden West, there's, um, and it's not really a spoiler, there's basically an entire tribe that's nothing but a bunch of queer people doing queer things and the colors of the tribe is the trans pride colors and i think that that's awesome um so like <laughs> jesus christ and and almost every, literally like the vast majority of every uh person in power in the game is a woman and almost all of them are women of color in in horizon forbidden west and that's cool like you just don't see that as often um but anyways uh i kind of like the idea of action speaking louder than words uh, mm -hmm. Like they don't they don't market these games as oh Horizon Forbidden West is uh, you know this this uh, pro queer pro feminist open world woke game like they they don't promote it like that they just have it in there and it's not the entire purpose of the thing it's just in there and it's nice and they they don't um, they didn't promote Last of Us Part Two as Oh, this is a game about a trans character. No, they didn't. It, it's it's just nice. I like that. Um, to treat it as normal, not as a marketing strategy. Yeah, so like this game just does this thing. We're not. It's not to. It's not. We're not trying to promote awareness or do anything with this. We put something that should be normal in everyday human life in a game, trying to represent every normal human life as much as we can in a fictional way. Yeah, and I like. I kind of like the idea of PlayStation just kind of quietly providing these services to women who need them without making a big deal about it. So the only thing that I don't like, or I shouldn't say the only thing, but something I didn't like, um, and it actually kind of goes into what you've said numerous times in the show before, Stephen, is how you worry about what it looks like when all these acquisitions are happening from bigger companies buying up smaller people, is the fact that, you know, and I mean, this isn't unheard of, it's pretty standard, Insomniac now being a subsidiary of PlayStation, they can't just openly say what they support and what they don't support. They just have to deal. Um, that sucks. 
you know, because I think it's fair to say that Insomniac, Sucker Punch, um, Naughty Dog, if not owned by Sony, probably would have shown support um, in this matter for women pretty readily, like almost immediately. Um, like the moment you saw a tweet about Roe v. Wade being possibly overturned, I imagine those three studios would have put out a message almost immediately to their employees, especially the women, saying, like, hey, this is fucked. If you need help, we will support you in the best way we can. And now that ability is kind of taken away from them from publicly saying anything. So on one hand, I get because they now represent a larger brand than themselves and they have to listen to what that brand tells them to do. But it's fucked knowing like they more than likely, if not that the case, they would have said something. So with that being said, though, I honestly think that Insomniac has a lot of power uh, because they are a very important studio. Mm -hmm. And I think that PlayStation wants them to be happy. And so following Jim Ryan's comments, I have no doubt that there was a bit of an uproar in Insomniac, like within the employees. They probably reached out. I mean, I think the the thing that you mentioned actually yeah, they said did. that. They did, they did reach yeah. out. Um, so all of this that was happening, the whole the the fund um, with the donations and providing the services to employees, that's something that happened because they were in a position where they could speak out and PlayStation wanted them to be happy. And that's that I think is where the power lies with free speech. And mm -hmm. if all of that was reduced to a tweet that was just like we support women's rights, maybe PlayStation wouldn't have been pressured into actually providing them. Uh, well, so, that's what they're saying. I was like, if we had said something, we would have screwed ourselves. We had to take this matter privately. I, for me, like you're not wrong. Like, yeah, it is. They now have the power to influence PlayStation to go in a positive and right direction. Now that PlayStation owns them and PlayStation needs them in order to survive. It's just unfortunate that it has to be done in that more indirect route. They have to wait to see what dad says in order to come back and say, dad, you fucked up. It, it, yeah. It's just unfortunate that's what has to happen each time. That, in this case, dad is in Jim this case, Ryan. Yes. In this case, <laughs> Insomniac is Jim Ryan's cats on their birthday saying, dad, you fucked up today. <laughs> if, if, if next time we see him, he has scratches all over him. Then we know the truth that Insomniac is nothing but cat people. Yep. It makes sense. I mean, look at Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> okay, what about Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, what was the most adorable new new character added in Miles Morales? A cat. Okay. Resistance? The Catmara? I don't know. We actually haven't seen what the Chimera actually looked like. We've only seen the bodies that they've taken over and like weird mutations and shit. So we don't know. They could be a race of cat aliens. I feel like if a cat alien race infested mankind, we would probably see the hybrid of the mutations, as you put it, more closely resemble a cat and not whatever the fuck was in Resistance. Well, no, because in Resistance, it's a virus. It's right. an alien virus. Okay. But I feel like, like even then, like it's completely biological, like right, it's but, biological warfare. Yeah, but I feel like it would still look a bit different than 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. similar similar to a cat. Cat diseases don't look like cats. It not saying they look like, like cats. But like if it's chemical warfare and trying to invade and you're morphing people, if you're if your goal is to morph them into something parasitic with a parasitic virus, you're probably morphing them to look more like you just because like like cats aren't gonna morph people to look like dogs. That makes no fucking sense. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Your point I take your point and I consider it, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. You make a valid argument, sir. <laughs> Just don't make a public tweet about it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, following back up, going back to you, Steven. <laughs> PlayStation 1 Classics, getting trophy support. Um, you shared a tweet from Ben Studio where they showed a trophy from Siphon Filter. Uh, Filter? I hardly knew her. Um, and I believe the trophy said, like, start with a Bane or something like that. Uh, and Or an explosive start. Something like that. Anyways, uh, they then followed up with a, a screenshot tweet showing a platinum trophy uh, for completion of the game or something. Uh, anyways, trophy support in PlayStation 1 Classics. At least one game is having a platinum. I'm excited. How do you feel about it? I'm stoked. So I actually have a bit more. I'll go in on that and I'll give my opinion on it. So this also comes from Tom Ivan over at VGC. Uh, they, they talk about what Siphon Filter leak from Sony Bend, reward system which lets pay, players earn trophies by accomplishing objectives, such as clearing levels, finding collectibles, or completing certain tasks introduced in Sony 2008. This means that many of the classic games being released as part of the new PlayStation Plus service won't include support, and it's presumably up to developers if this is something they want to add. Sony recently confirmed a partial list of games that will be available as part of the revamped PlayStation Plus service, which is due to launch in Asia, Asia next week and the rest of the world in June. Um, so it's i i personally i'm excited i think it's really cool it's it adds a layer of motivation right everyone likes and talks about going to play back all these old games that they either missed out on or they missed playing as a kid but they're like eh, i already did it i know the story it's not gonna have that same thrill as it did the first time i played through it or they played it a million and one times as they're a kid so, like, do I really need to replay this game I've beaten 50 times when I was six? Now it is like, I can go back, relive these moments, and get trophies for them. It's just an extra incentive to actually, it gives people a reason to go back and actually play these old games. It validates the reason of making backwards compatibility a thing. Because, like, while people like playing their old games, if you have a PlayStation 1 and you sell the physical copy of Siphon Filter, do you need to play it on your PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5? Probably not. You just pop in your old system, be done with it, and you're good. Now it's motivating to take... Now you don't feel the motivation. You don't need to bust out your old system. You can play the game, enjoy it, and get a little extra feature out of it. I like the idea of it being up to developers, so that way it's not halting anyone from getting a game on the service. It's... You know, it's if you want to go ahead and put the game out, you want to touch trophies. That's cool. It's a, it's available to you. At least it didn't stop the development piece of getting it out there. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how trophies are done. We know Second Filter will have a platinum. Does this set the standard for everyone else possibly putting their PS One games out on the on the service by having a platinum as well, or are people still going to be more choosy and whatnot as to what kind of trophies they put in their games. 
Is that a question or a statement? Yes. <laughs> like it's a statement. Like, uh, does it do this at the other end at the same time? Like, do you think we'll see more variety? Uh, I mean, I I definitely hope that everything has a platinum. I believe that the trophy list for the Tekken games that they've already announced have already leaked, and I don't remember seeing a platinum on those, so that's a shame. Um, but I would honestly be surprised if, at least for the initial launch, um, there was a PlayStation 1 Classic that didn't have a trophy list of some sort. Because uh, mm -hmm. it just makes sense that they would, right out the gate, have something available, um, have everything have trophies. Uh, to me, at least, that makes sense. Um, it, I mean, obviously, it would be up to the developers because that's extra work. Um, mm -hmm. I also think most of the games are going to be probably like PlayStation-owned games. So I think every first-party title is going to have trophies. Uh, and that's just an assumption, but um, mm -hmm. I think that that makes sense. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it because not only is it a reason for me to go back and play games that maybe I haven't played, uh, because I I probably won't finish a game if it doesn't have trophies at this point. Um, even if I don't <laughs> get all of the trophies, um, I mean I'm just being honest. Even if even if I don't get all of the trophies, just something that not having trophies it de incentivizes me um, yeah. to play it. And uh, if I'm going back and playing a game that I actually did play before that I was a fan of, I like trophies because they kind of force me to try different aspects of a game that I normally wouldn't. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that in, in the sense that I'll be returning to games that I played before and maybe I'll be seeing new aspects of them that I didn't see when I was younger or I'll engage in the game in a different way. Um, like I know there's a lot of like speed running trophies and stuff and I despise speed running, but I'll do it for a trophy. Um, so like things like that. And who knows, maybe I'll find a new way to enjoy an old title. Um, I'm very excited to see if jumping flash has a platinum trophy. Um, I love that game and it was very important. That came out jumping flash. Okay. I know that this is annoying, but jumping flash came out before super Mario 64 and they were figuring out 3D still, and it was a first-person platforming game with a massive sense of verticality. That's insane. Like, you know how innovative that is? That's, that's an important game, too. Anyways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, just, it's just everybody forgets about it because Mario came in and had to do his triple jump, but no, Jumping Flash deserves a second look. Anyways, uh, I'm excited for trophies in PlayStation 1 Classics. I'm also excited to just play a shit ton of other games that are going to be available. So now it's time for the big meat. PlayStation Plus, the not the entire library, but a good chunk of it has been announced. A chickity chunk chunk. And it's it's a lot. Um, big meat I, alert. Can yes, we get like a this, big, big gigantic sausage or steak that flashes on the screen? Everything we talk about. I can do that. Big meat. Um, bitches. What, you thinking like... Um, like some like Wiener Schnitzel or something, or uh, I mean, a filet mignon would be more appropriate. I feel like. Mm. What about like a that meat for Monster Hunter? That always looks good. That's real. Okay, I can get behind that. Cause it's and it's big. It's big meat. That is big meat. That is massive meat. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyways, I'm just gonna monster meat. 
I'm going to go down this list. It's big, so I'm just going to tackle it. Okay. It's big for the big meat. You right. Uh, go so for it. Starting with um, the PS4 and PS5 game catalog, uh, starting with PlayStation Studios games, we have Alienation, Bloodborne. Oh, Jesus. Wait, you're reading the whole fucking list? Yeah. Why don't we just pick out some highlights? That's a lot of games. Okay, okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> God um, damn. <laughs> okay. So some that I'm excited about. Gravity Rush Remastered, Gravity Rush 2. Those are always great, and I think that they were overlooked. Locoroco, Locoroco 2, Patapon, Patapon 2. Awesome. Um, some that other people would be excited about. Um, Uncharted, Nathan Drake Collection, Uncharted 4, Uncharted Lost Legacy. That's pretty cool. I'm um, gonna take no. I'm kicking you off this list. You're missing so much shit. <laughs> I'm not going in order. I'm not what? going in order. All right, um, all right, all right. Returnal. I'm excited for that one. Um, mm-hmm. Spider Man and Spider Man Miles Morales. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Medieval is another overlooked one. Death Stranding and Death Stranding Director's Cut. You get both of them. Yep, yep. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have just read the list. Honestly, all of the PlayStation Studio ones are worth a look. Every single one of them. Yeah, I it's very true. So the entire Uncharted franchise, um, both Last of Us remastered and Left Behind. You've got Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Infamous, uh, First Light and Second Sun, not to be confused with Infamous One and Two, um, Shadow of the Colossus. Th- th- those th- See, this those is are the why big I was ones. just going to read the list. No, Literally because the entire you, list is biggins. Nah, but then you start leading off Tearaway Unfolded and Until Dawn and shit, which has been given away free I don't know how many times. And, then, and then fucking Knack. And, and come on now. Destruction All-Star, ain't no one give a shit about that. I'm, I'm excited for Knack being on this list because I can finally sell my disc copy. I am disappointed you didn't already do that. but I haven't gotten a platinum yet. That is, I'm also disappointed that you're actually attempting to do that. Anyways, third-party games. Um, Can I just read the list? This one's not that long. All right. All right. I'll give you this one. All right. We've got Ashen, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that that was on the list. That's a big deal. Anyways, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Celeste, City Skylines, Control the Ultimate Edition, Dead Cells, Far Cry 3 Remastered, Far Cry 4, Final Fantasy XV The Royal Edition, For Honor, Hollow Knight, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a big one. Mm -hmm, Uh, Mortal mm -hmm. Kombat 11, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, NBA 2K22, Outer Wilds, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a big one. Uh, Resident Evil. uh, PS4 version. Thank you. Uh, Soul Calibur 6. Thank you. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I now know who <laughs> fucked up the filing at GameStop whenever he had to put games away. Uh, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, uh, The Artful Escape, which I'm excited to play, The Crew 2, and Tom Clancy's The Division. Um, notice all of the Ubisoft titles, um, and that's because there is basically like an Ubisoft subscription thing that's wrapped up into PlayStation Plus Premium. Um, they announced that uh, it's going to have... 50 games by the end of uh, 2022, but it's launching with 20. So a bunch of Ubisoft games, basically all of them will be a I'll part go, of it. I'll go into detail about that one too, Steven. 
So Ubisoft Plus is a paid subscription service which gives players across access to over 100 games, including new games on day one and DLC for $14.99 a month. Ubisoft has already confirmed that the full subscription version of Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox and now it's confirmed for PlayStation 2. However, the publisher will be adding a number of older titles to the new PlayStation Plus's extra and premium tiers and a new selection called Ubisoft Plus Classics it announced on Monday. Uh, there will be 27 Ubisoft Classic games available on PlayStation Plus when the new service launches and Ubisoft is at 350 by the end of the year. The full list of Ubisoft Plus Classics games, that's a mouthful. It on is. the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers on day one. Um, so there's actually a little bit more on there than we didn't actually see. So you mentioned Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We'll have For Honor, The Crew 2, Child of Light, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, along with the remaster of 3 and 4. Um, Legendary Fishing, sure. South Park Games, Stick of Truth, and Fashion Blood Hole. Um, Steep, The Crew, The Division, Trackmania Turbo. Um, Watchdogs and Zombie and Valiant Heart, the Great War. Uh, so big stuff. Yeah, big I'm excited stuff. to finally play Blood Dragon. <laughs> really? Yeah, honestly. All right. Because like it, it looked really cool. I just never got around to it back on the PS3. I'm kind of stoked to play. <laughs> like I haven't dived into an Assassin's Creed game since three, and I started four, but by then I was already burnt out. And I haven't gone back since. But this resurgence of the Assassin's Creed games that started with Assassin's Creed Origins and then Odyssey and now Valhalla. I like me some, North mytho some Norse mythology. All right. I like me having axes and swinging shit, screaming for Valhalla. I'm all about the Ragnarok, my friend. Yeah, but see, I'm all just a little worried about that because I, God of War does it so well and it's such like a condensed open world. I feel like I'm worried about Valhalla being too big uh well i like, mean it is gonna be bigger in scale I i'm already having know. a problem with horizon forbidden west because this game is massive every hour of gameplay is one percent of completion but you can't go and club someone with a fucking axe it's like Bleh! come on dude uh no comment <laughs> no comment not in a brutal fashion i feel like it can be done but it's not it, it won't carry the same weight i blew up a pig <laughs> That's not the same. I literally blew up a pig on it's accident. As, I had the wrong weapon equipped. That's but more I cartoonish in your own fault. Yeah, animal. Oh, you should see the yeah, thing. animal abuser. <laughs> Anyways, so you fucked um, up. Those are the the PS4 and PS5 games that have been officially confirmed. Of course, there's going to be more, and I reckon it's going to be pretty similar to what's already available on. Um, PlayStation Now, uh, personally. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Even though some games are being removed from that list. Uh, but still, the exciting thing, to me at least, is the new stuff. So classic games catalog um, that's been announced so far. From PlayStation Studios, we have Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, IQ Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, <laughs> Siphon Filter, and Super Stardust Portable. Um, so far, Super Stardust Portable, I think, is the only PSP game announced from PlayStation First Party Studios. Um, I think. Which is a weird one to have on there. <laughs> it, um, as yeah, a PSP actually. Game. It is like the only one. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, whatever. I'm excited to see more. Um, I was really hoping for some Daxter, personally. Nope. Um, it's not going to happen, dude. I don't know. It's just weird that Superstar because there are other iterations of Superstardust available. Uh, so, like, why have the PSP one? I think it was it was probably the one that no one bought the most because it was on the PSP. Whereas a lot of people bought Superstars HD on the PS3 in comparison. Mm, I guess you're right, yeah. Plus, I think Superstardust is available for streaming on PlayStation now for the PS3 version. That um, Yeah, that could be true. But I thought there was a PS4 version that released for that. The Super Stardust? No, yeah. they put out... Uh, Mark didn't put out Resogun. Interesting. Well, anyways... So that's uh, the PlayStation Studios classic games that were announced. Um, and then third party, this is PS1 um, and PSP, I guess. Uh, but third party, we have Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon, which we talked about on our previous episode. Uh, so not as exciting as I would want it to be. Um, I do appreciate the jumping flash love. I appreciate Ape Escape. I want them both to have platinum trophies, and then I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about the, the PS1 and the one PSP game that they announced? Eh, fine. I, I didn't play a lot of those games growing up. I played Siphon Filter a little bit. It was a bit of a, my head when I was playing it, because I was like five or six. So I didn't quite understand what I was doing. Uh, I played a ton of Tekken 2. Um, so here's my thing with the PS1 games. PS1 games did not age well. For a majority of them. So like. While trophies being added on is nice. I don't think I'll be able to get past. How dated they look. To play them too much. It's the same thing that happened with the PlayStation Classic. That that PlayStation 1 they released. Mm -hmm. Like. It was. It, it, the biggest thing contributing to how poorly that thing did. Was just those, the, that graphic style that they went for, that hyper-realistic for what it was at the time, look, did not age gracefully at all. So, so I mean, that's that's really a game-by-game -game basis. I would argue that Ape Escape still, like, Ape Escape looks fine. Ape Escape, Hot um, Shots Golf. Ridge Racer and, looked amazing at its time. Uh, it was up there with Gran Turismo back then. Yeah, but, but like, Tekken, Tekken 2 looks like dog water. <laughs> I, it is, it looks of, fucking terrible. It has same some charm as, to it. Same thing with Siphon Filter. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it looks pretty fucking bad. <laughs> See, I can I can get over the look of a game for the most part. Um, I'm just worried about performance. Um, with the PlayStation 1 Classic that came out, they had the worst versions of those games available where there were frame rate issues and stuttering. And it's inexcusable to have frame rate issues on a PlayStation 1 game, especially yeah. on modern hardware. But so, I think, uh, to the extent, though, we're dealing with a more powerful console in comparison with the PS4 and the PS5. So I don't think we should see any of those issues. That, and with them now being digital versions of the games connected to a console that's on the internet, while it would be incredibly embarrassing to have to do this, patches are available. Yeah, but I, it needs to just run perfectly right at the well, game. That's what I'm PlayStation saying. It, One game for crying That's what out I'm saying. It, it'd be embarrassing, but we're at a time now where workaround could happen. Should it happen? No, but it's, it's the only doable. thing they should be patching into these games is trophies. That's real. You're opinion. not wrong there. That should be the only thing they touch on these things, and maybe some HD upscaling. That's it. 
Um, so, um, anyways, I'm just going to move on because uh, it's been over an hour and I want to get through this list. It's a lot more games. Um, so, real fast. Uh, they also announced the Classic Games remasters. So, these are um, older games that are remastered on PS4 that are available for download through the service. Uh, they include Ape Escape 2. Uh, this is PlayStation Studios. Ape Escape 2, Ark the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits, Dark Cloud 1 and 2, Fantavision, Hot Shots Tennis, Jack 2, Jack 3, Jack X Combat Racing, Jack and Daxter the Precursor Legacy, Rogue Galaxy, Siren, and Wild Arms 3. And then from third-party partners, they have Bioshock Remastered, Borderlands The Handsome Collection, Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, and Lego Harry Potter Collection. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. The PS2 games that were remastered for the PS4, that makes sense. I kind of expected all of them to be to be yeah, available. Yeah, same um, here. I'm a little worried about the ones that aren't on the list. Um, notably, everything from Rockstar that was brought as a PS2 classic on PS4 is just missing from this list. Um, and then you have some like random little... Um, uh, like role-playing games that were part of the service or um, just kind of like weirder games that were released on there that are missing as well. But um, it's curious that the Rockstar games are missing because Rockstar was really into getting all of their PS2 games on PS4. Um, I think there was a... I think the conversation, a lot of Rockstar stuff, going back to the conversation of the GTA trilogy that came out, that was absolutely disastrous. Um, but it could be added on in the future because Rockstar is a part of Take Two Interactive, um, who also owns 2K Games. Yeah. But and you see Bioshock Remastered, Amberlands, the Handsome Collection, a part of Take Two Interactive by being published by 2K Games, are on this list. Well, see, like um, their so, PS2 games that they released on PS4, they ran fine. Yeah. Like they were they were great. Yeah, um, but a lot, I think fact, a lot like, of those would be listed though. I recommend it. That's true. That's true. Well, mm -hmm. at least Grand Theft Auto. But like those yep. Grand Theft Auto PS2 classics ran better than the, uh, the remastered definitive did. edition. Yeah, I think it might just be to drive sales. Of the, they may not want them on there yet because they want people to buy the remasters. Now that I think that they're fixed. Mm -hmm. um, again, embarrassing to say for games that are a decade old, but here we are. Well, um, anyways, I'm still excited about this. Um, I'm I'm mostly excited about more PlayStation 1 and PSP games. I'm really curious what else they're going to do in the future with that. Um, but they also said, uh, they also added a list of PS3 games that are available for streaming. Which I'm fucking stoked for. Um, yeah, I would be more stoked if they were available for download, but um, I'm just going to go down the list. So from Let's PlayStation Studios, we have Crash Commando, Demon's Souls, Echo Chrome, Hot Shots Golf, both of them, Eco, Ico, uh, Infamous... Ico. Infamous 2, Infamous Festival of Blood, Locoroco Cocorecho, uh, <laughs> Motorstorm Apocalypse, Motorstorm RC, Puppeteer. <gasps> Puppeteer is the best game on this list. Um, Rain, Ratchet and Clank, Quest for Booty, A Crack of Time, and Into boop, boop. the Nexus. Boop. Resistance 3. Mm -mm. I still don't know why the other Resistance games aren't on there, but whatever. Super Stardust HD. There it is. Tokyo Jungle, the second best game on this list. Oh, duh, and that's why it's not on there, because it's a PS3 game. 
Yeah, but I, I could have swore that they re-released that as a download on PS4. Hold on. I, let me double check that, but I think um, that's exactly I'll just, why. I'll keep going. Uh, and then Win Vikings Attack, which is a fun co-op game, if you're looking for one. And then third-party partners have games like this on the list. Asura's Wrath, <laughs> Castlevania <laughs> Lords of Shadow 2, uh, Devil May Cry HD Collection, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, Fear, Lost Planet 2, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. Um, on top of that, they also announced the time-limited game trials, uh, where you're going to be able to play a game for two hours. All right, um, pause real quick. Try it out before... Super Stardust Ultra was released for PS4. Oh, well, that's... It is the same game. Yeah, it's the same thing, but with but that's probably, probably like some more modes or something. Still weird that that's not on there. Anyways, uh, they're also doing the time trials, which we mentioned in a previous episode, but you'll be able to play um, certain games for up to two hours um, before you buy to see if you like it, and then you'll have the option to purchase the game and continue. All of your trophies and your saves will carry on with the game, so that's pretty cool. They also emphasize that new games are going to be added regularly to the catalog, and you're still going to get um, your new games on the base level um, the essential plan of PlayStation Plus on the first Tuesday of every month, um, same as always. But for the additional um, tiers of the service, um, in the middle of each month, that will be refreshed with more games. So basically sprinkled throughout the month, you're just always going to be getting games, which that's pretty cool, in my opinion. But yeah, so that uh, rounds out all of the new stuff for PlayStation Plus. That's a lot of stuff. Today was a lot of stuff, Stephen. We wrapped up two weeks' worth of a metric ton of news in an hour and ten minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining another episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast, where we give you our two cents on all things PlayStation. Again, you can catch the show sometime on a weekend, sometime between 9 and 9.30 Eastern Time. If you're a fan of the show and you want to give us a huge labor of love, Head on over to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate, where you can donate as little as a dollar. Be sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, and share. We will hopefully be more consistent going forward for you all, so you all know. Um, I, I expect some schedule changes, just because Steven's got things going on on his side with the new work and whatnot. I've got yeah, things on my side, so we'll get more consistent here as we figure the things out. We thank you for joining us all the same. Until then, we shall see you next week. See you later. Love, love, love.